Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to the second episode of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast. I am your host, the Corey C, and I'm joined by a distinguished group of cohorts as usual. First and foremost, be sure to rate and review the podcast. Everyone follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook. It all helps the cause, which is the I love Jackson State University. Join me today again. Let's welcome back the OG veteran. Charles Bishop. What's going on, guys? Good to be back on for episode number two. Absolutely. We also have Mr. LS Syndicate back again. Mike B, what up? What's happening? What's happening, JSU fam? What's good? All right. And joining us today for the first of hopefully many episodes, we have a you know, super alum, a super fan, season ticket holder for the men's and women's basketball team, Mr. Christopher Darrell Neely. What's up? Hey, man, Neely. I, I making this, uh, <laughs> glad to be here. Second episode, and, and like you said, hopefully it's my first of many. Appreciate it. All right. All right. <clears throat> Absolutely. So how's everybody doing? Everybody excited, ready to roll? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Let's good. get into it. What are, you, what are your thoughts on our first episode? What was the feedback like? I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. This is something that I, I knew uh, – could really take off in terms of talking about Jackson State Athletics. And uh, it's, it's fun to be on with a group of guys who are really knowledgeable, who really uh, have that passion about Jackson State. So uh, looking forward to uh, uh, moving forward and, and, and getting a lot more of these episodes in. You got it. So uh, today we want to talk about the women's basketball program. I think right now it's one of the most exciting things that's going on in the athletic program uh, doing some great things, expecting great things. And I personally, I, I couldn't wait to go ahead and get started. We were talking about, okay, what, what's going to be the, the first official episode? Because, you know, last week was just an introductory episode. What's going to be the first topic? And, you know, we're talking about, you know, recruiting coming up and men's basketball. But I think Charles said it best. Let's go with the women. They deserve all the attention because they're kicking some major butt. So uh, definitely excited. First and foremost, we want to congratulate Coach Reed and her team on the school on the school's first ever Six and zero start in conference and conference play. So you know we're to already you know talk about making history. So that's definitely exciting. Seven game winning streak overall. If you go back to Louisiana Lafayette, and they had some close losses also to teams like uh, Bradley and Southeast Louisiana, Central Arkansas. But right now they're first place in the in the swag and just doing some amazing things. So what are you guys? What are y'all's thoughts and personal thoughts on the team so far? Well, for me, I, I think I, I haven't seen this level of excitement around Jackson State women's basketball probably since maybe uh, the Denise Taylor days around 2008 or so. Uh, but I, I tell you what, I had a great opportunity to broadcast the game this past weekend. Uh, the arena was electric for that game. And, uh, you know, kudos to Coach Reed for just in, infusing that, that enthusiasm back in Jackson State women's basketball. Yeah, 
Okay, the thing for me, I'd say that's most impressive most about Coach Reed's start is just the resiliency of this team. The last couple of games, they got challenged when they went, went to Texas and they uh, played Prairie View and Texas Southern. And uh, they managed to find a way to win those games. I was, I was uh, watching the Prairie View game, and it was a sloppy game. They didn't shoot well, didn't shoot well from the free throw line, but they still managed to uh, out-hustle Prairie View. They were solid on deep on the defensive end. They managed to get rebounds and, and find a way to come back to Jackson, still undefeated in swag play. So my head goes off to Coach Reed and the Lady Tigers. Uh, they always find a way to win those games. And as far as the other game goes, we made it clear from the door who was the better team out there on the court. So I'd always accept those wins. But, you know, nonetheless, all the wins are impressive. Yeah, I agree. You know, a lot of close games. But for me, I, I never get nervous down the stretch. Usually when I'm watching the Jack State game, we're at the Jack State game. If it's close, I'm, I'm nervous, pacing back and forth. Hearts beating, but I'm, I'm calm. You know, when it's the women's basketball team, I always say they're going to pull it out in the end. And I know we had some free throw struggles, and that was frustrating. But to be able to, you know, continue to fight through adversity and always come out on top, I think that says a lot about the staff, just the, you know, the preparation and dedication and the fact that the players are really bought in and they believe in one another and playing well together. What do you think, Neely? Yeah, I, I concur with what's been said. Uh, you know, I, I think that that this team, you know, the, the coach is the same from last year. This is Coach Reed's. Uh, you know, second year, but you have to rate this team by this team's merit. Uh, this is not the team that went to the SWAC uh, championship. This is a, you know, new, season, new group of starters, et cetera. Uh, and we probably have played our two worst games uh, of the season, non-conference or conference, and found a way to still win those games. And I think that says a lot about the, uh, the coaching staff, the buy-in of the student-athletes, and them sticking to it because, like what's been said, there's still no panic in them. Even when we've been down on points, we've never not been in control of a game. And that's a big difference with the women's basketball program from years ago. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we were sp- speaking with Coach Reed about the, the amazing start, and uh, we got a little bit of audio from her. So uh, let's let her take it. You know, that's, that's it's an honor. You know, we're extremely humbled by this this opportunity. Um, but, you know, when you set out with goals, you don't say, I want to go undefeated. That's not a goal that you set for yourself. But you set out goals that you want to accomplish statistically. And so you want to make sure every night, every day, every practice, you're working towards those goals. And so fortunately for us, it's worked in our favor and, and bringing history to the university. And we're extremely proud of that. Um, we want to continue to get better. We want to continue to bring more. We want to continue to do more. We want to continue to set more records, you know, um, but we have to get better every day. Um, our players, you know, we don't focus on it. We don't look at it. We just look at where what our weaknesses are and try to make those our strengths. So what do you think, uh, what are your thoughts on just Coach Therese in general so far, what she's done in such a short amount of time? You know, when I, when I hear that audio, uh, it, it's uncanny how uh, I, I hear sort of a young Anna Jackson. And, of course, you know, <laughs> Coach Jackson, one of the uh, all-time winners of basketball coaches in the state of Mississippi. But, I mean, when you hear her, uh, it's, it's almost as though uh, you're in a time capsule, if you will, and you listen to Anna Jackson talk about some of her great teams. So I, I think it just, you know, I, I'm, I'm impressed. The discipline, you know, uh, you're always looking at your weaknesses, how to get better. So those are the things that just kind of jump out to me about Coach Reed. Well, yeah, you know, when you're talking about Anna Jackson, you're talking about a legend. And uh, Coach Reed had an opportunity to play under her. And 
won a lot of ball games in Maryland. That team was, you know, ranked top five or so in the nation, uh, probably. And, uh, you know, they won championships. So she had a great mentor uh, to follow. And, you know, when you say she puts you in the mindset of uh, Coach Anna, those are some big shoes to fill. But so far, so good. She's not disappointing. Yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, You know, with this being Coach Reed's second season, uh, making it to the SWAG championship in her her first season, coming up just a little bit short in the championship game, expectations, you know, were were rightly so. They were high for this season because we got there. Uh, But I don't think anyone would have held it against her, you know, if we were – four and two at this point or five and mm-hmm. one at this point. Right. That's yeah. true. For us true. to be six and oh in conference, uh seven and oh wins in a row, uh, is just a testament again to the buy in of her having a, a true first summer uh with the kids, a true first fall with the kids. And that's mm-hmm. really rolling to this season with her kind of program from top to bottom and that being conditioning, mental attitude, uh, body language on the bench during the games. I mean, it's completely her program now, and I think you're seeing, you know, the results that we can that we can expect. So, with, with Terry, we talked about her coming from Murrah. What do you guys think it means just to have a Jackson native, a JPS graduate, have so much success right there, you know, in her backyard at Jackson State? Even though she didn't attend Jackson State, you know, she's still one of ours. Well, How you do know, you- um, I, I had to – the honor of being on the search committee for the women's basketball program. Um, okay. and, and we interviewed, I mean, candidates from professional level candidates from D one programs, uh, candidates from bigger, you know, uh, say mid major schools, bigger pop student population in Jackson state. And one of the things that, that coach Reed just blew the committee out of the water with, she walked in you know, with a blueprint of what she wanted to do for the program. It, I mean, it was printed out. You know, this is what I'm going to do to change the program if I get this job. But which the cherry that she put on the top, because, you know, like you just pointed out, she did not go to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. However, she has a swag championship from Jackson State when she was on the staff. Yeah, that's and true. She, yeah. she pulled out her personal ring and her co- personal swag championship coach's plaque and said, this is what I want to bring back to 1400 Lynch Street. Uh, and so – with her being familiar with the Jackson State environment and, and you know, how can I put this, our unique culture, because you, <laughs> right. we love us some us, you know. Right, right, right. right. That's true, that's true, yeah. I don't know the, I don't know the last time you've been to a, a restroom on JSU campus, but it don't stink because that's, that's, <laughs> that's how we see ourselves. Uh, but with her also being a JPS native, you know, if you, if you just drew – a a forty mile circle around yeah. the street, you could win the cha- the, the swag championship just recruiting from that circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And so, as Chuck pointed out, with her being from Coach Jackson's coaching tree as a player under her, her name identification in this market, her success, you know, on the JUCO level out at uh, Heinz Utica, uh, I think that it is just a magnet that you're going to continue to see you know, uh, dandy dozens and, and, and phenomenal players from around the metro area and around the, say, three or four state radius that just gravitate toward her. Yeah. And speak- you- Go ahead, Charles. I mean, I think you touched on something real poignant there, Chris, in terms of just that 40-mile radius. Uh, you're talking about the lineage 
of of, of Jackson Public Schools uh, coaches and, and the and the talent. You know, when we kind of think of the South, we kind of think of football on the concert, but Jackson is uh, the quintessential basketball, basketball city. city. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Period. And all all of us that have kind of grown up in that Jackson area, we we know the talent and the and the coaching tree. I mean, uh, on the women's side, you're talking about Maxine Johnson and Callaway, uh, Anna Jackson and Mara, and, and you know what they sprouted from their coaching tree. And of course, we all know about uh, on the men's side, you know the the, the Orsman Jordans, the Fred mm-hmm. Harris's. And you can go on and on and on, but Jackson is really a very much a basketball city. No doubt about it, Chuck. Yeah. And clearly, Coach Reed can recruit. I mean, we have a player on our roster from Brooklyn, New York. So, so, so clearly, <laughs> she can go get people. But if if you just systematically, you know, from the from four of the eight high schools in Jackson, if you got two players from Lanier, two from Murrah, two from Jim Hill, two from Provine, you can win the swag every year. <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't take you know going to florida to get somebody you know to be competitive in this market or in this conference and i think she understands that and just speaking of the recruiting i know you mentioned having a player you know from brooklyn that's the thing that's really stood out to me with reed i mentioned it in the you know initial podcast episode just her you know she goes out and recruits with intent i think when she got the job and and when she first got the job and went out and started recruiting, she identified a player specifically, hey, this is who I want. And uh, we talked about Lucky coming from Brooklyn. She said, this is who I want to run my offense. So, again, that that's intent, knowing this is the person. And it, it's obviously worked out. And just, you know, recruiting in that local area, to go out and land a dandy dozen in your first full recruiting class, that's that's special. We're talking about uh, Luckett oh, yeah. uh, being a dandy dozen. So, you know, when you're talking about a, a swack school to get one of the top 12 players in the state, that is impressive. And then for that player to be from Jackson now, now we're talking about in, potentially increasing attendance because the Lanier fan base will come. She's going to have family, you know, cousins and, you know, friends, and then the just the JPS fans as well who are going to support their own. So, again, that's affecting attendance. And also, uh, Amisha Williams, just a, a huge, huge get. That's another oh, former wow. dandy, dun- yeah. dandy dozen. Yeah. So, we're yeah. talking about two, you know, two dandy dozens right there. And then for the 2020 class commitments, we have two more. Two so more. Five guard from Meridian. Uh, Teelan Bowler. Bowler, I probably mispronounced her name. Yeah. I apologize if I, if I did. Tupelo, I have a guard as well. Uh, Shamaya Carruthers. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about potentially, what's that, four Danny Dozens on, on one team? And then the swag. Right. You know, that's just that's, that's unheard yeah. of. And then yeah. we talk about, you know, going outside of the area and recruiting. I'm over here in, in Florida, and she came over here right in my backyard. About Mike as well. We're, we're neighbors. Yep. Right in our backyard about 30 minutes away and landed a, a six-foot, you know, point guard, point forward. I think it's maybe even about one, mm-hmm. Jasmine Edwards. Yeah. And Now, I don't know if you've seen her play. Just just look her up on Google, YouTube, but she can get it done. Season she can high, fill it up. She can fill it up. 38-point season high, 24.9 uh, scoring average per game, and she's ninth in the state of Florida. And so think about that, the state of Florida. How, how big is the state? Mike, how, how long does it take to drive from, you know, the beginning of Florida to the end? Oh, man. Is that even a – can you even drive? That's like a <laughs> yeah, flight. You have yeah, to take a, a yeah. flight through that. So, you know, it's one thing to be a top 12 in, in the state of Mississippi, but, you know, number nine in, number yeah. nine in scoring in Florida. Yeah, she, she's outscoring some players who are going to the SEC. I can assure you that. So, definitely my, a great my, job. Mike, I'm going to follow up on something that you said last week in terms of uh, Jackson State Athletics and wanting them to do things – in a purposeful way and doing it with intent. And we see that with Tamika Reed, especially exactly. with, with regards to her recruiting. So uh, kudos to her. No doubt. No doubt yes, about indeed. it. 
Absolutely. And uh, to change the subject just momentarily to a little bit of uh, sad news, uh, Tiger fans, if you are familiar with Mr. Eric Stringfeller, I would definitely want to send a, a prayer up for him, send our prayers up. I, I got a phone call uh, just to you know mention this on the podcast. And we're a family, so you know it's okay. We're, we're sharing this with, with our family. That he is, unfortunately, he's sick. Uh, he has stage four cancer. So, uh, you know, if you're a Jacksonian, you probably at least have heard of that name. He served in so many capacities. I don't really know what to, mm-hmm. you know, what to call him. But, you know, he, he's done it all, especially when it comes to communications. But 1982 graduate of Jackson State, uh, former uh, jan- journalism professor at Jackson State, served as mm-hmm. chief communications officer at Jackson State. Also yeah. founding chair of Tuvalu's Department of Mass Comm. That's huge. Yeah. Right. Uh, Award winning journalist. He's worked with the Clarion Ledger and a number of other publications. Past president of the Jackson Association of Black Journalists, board member of JSU Sports Hall of Fame. He played football at Jackson State and he is a life member of the JSU National Alumni Association. So, again, prayers up. We uh, you know, hope he hope that he gets a lot better real soon. Our thoughts are, are with him. But one memory that stands out uh, for me, particularly with uh, Eric. A couple of years ago, do y'all remember there was a game? It was actually a homecoming game against Grambling, and they decided not to show up. Does anyone remember that game? Yes, sir. How can I forget? Yes, <laughs> right. So I'm watching Sports Center that that weekend. It may have been that Friday, or actually, I think that Saturday. And all of a sudden, they started talking about Jackson State and Grambling, and Grambling not showing up. And the person that they chose to speak, uh, you know, to call in to the Sports Center and, and speak about the incident from Jackson State's perspective was Eric. So, you know, obviously for him to be the person that ESPN reaches out to or Jackson State chooses to to speak on, on our behalf, that just tells you, you know, and how much our regard we hold him. So, again, prayers are with him. So with that, we will be back in one moment. We are so proud of you. Thanks, Mom. My parents always hoped that I'd do better than they did, get a good education, you know, become somebody. I chose Jackson State for many reasons. The faculty and staff seem to care. I have the resources I need to grow and learn. It's affordable. And I'm more than just a face in the crowd. At Jackson State, I matter. Yeah, I'm getting a great education, but I'm fulfilling the dream, too. Now is the best time to choose Jackson State. All right, welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. And we have some exciting news to share. The Jackson State Athletic Department has has released the inaugural fall AD honor roll list. And this is uh, something that's never been done before, and I think it's pretty unique. But the JSU and the Division of Athletics takes pride in producing student athletes who will leave our campus prepared to take on real-world situations says JSU Vice President and Director of Athletics, Ashley Robinson, very proud of our student athletes who are part of the inaugural AD Honor Roll List. Our staff does a great job of assisting and guiding our student athletes from the first day they step on campus until they walk across the stage and shake Dr. Bynum's hand at commencement. Student athletes must earn a 3.0 or higher term GPA for the fall semester to land on the AD list. So again, that's for the fall of 2019. And I was looking down the list that had all the different sports. I was going to, I was trying to count them to see how many student athletes were on the list. And it's got to a point where I couldn't count. I mean, it was a number oh, wow. of, 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 yeah, it was a lot. So definitely look it up. It's all on JSU's website and social that's media. Huge. I think that's important because I think we, you know, we, we lose sight of the, the fact that they are called student athletes. We want them to succeed on the, on the field, but it's all about, you know, academics and preparing themselves for the real world because not everybody's going to go pro. So 
kudos to those players. We had a lot of the uh, the Lady Tigers on there as well. So, you know, just more reason to, to be excited about them. No doubt about it. And I really appreciate the athletic staff uh, in terms of the recognition of the student athlete, especially away from uh, uh, their chosen uh, athletic field of endeavor. So uh, kudos to the athletic staff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also, we have uh, some great news to share about the Sonic Boom of the South. They were just uh, featured in a video with Big Crit and Dear Silas. It's called I Got It. And here's a quick snippet. All right, okay. so those are two uh, Mississippi artists, obviously, uh, you know, with them bringing in Sonic Boom of the South, that's exciting. So, Mike, I know you're a big, big crit fan. So how do you yeah. feel about, about the boom being featured in that video? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know, I haven't had a chance to, to check out the video yet, but I have heard the song. And, uh, you know, I've probably streamed it over nine or ten times now. Uh, big fan of Big Crit, you know, coming out of Meridian. Uh, of course, a big fan of Dear Silas coming out of Jackson. I've been listening to his music for a while, you know, back from, uh, from Gullah Gullah Island a couple of years ago. So it's good to see uh, him getting that, that mainstream attention like that. And uh, I definitely got to check out the video, but um, very good song. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all over social media. So go to YouTube and Jackson State's uh, social media. Let's check it out. What were you saying, Neely? Yeah, I was saying that uh, echo on that. I think it's uh, it's it's a big deal. Great look for the university. You know, uh, college athletics, uh, as been said, is is the front door to university. You know, people know about you know Notre Dame not because of you know a journalism program or something like that. They know about it because of the football team. But, you know, in, right. in the SWAC, uh, athletics is the front door, but but the, the band, the music department is the welcome mat, you know, it's the mm-hmm. front porch. Right. <laughs> so when any time that the Sonic Boom of the South can be featured in in pop culture, music videos, that kind of thing, it just it just bolsters recruitment right along alongside, you know, such as with the women's basketball program that, that winning sports records do. Uh, you know, when you have people looking up the university because they see this cool band and the J sets in the video. Cause I have watched the video and the J sets mm-hmm. are in it. Uh, then, then, <laughs> then they start looking at sports next, you know, or vice versa. Right. I think, I think it's a big recruitment. Tool. Absolutely. Great, yeah, branding, uh, great, great marketing. Exactly. I just, just what you're about to say, Corey. I mean, I think uh, Sonic Boom is always one of the best branding arms of the university. So uh, look forward to, uh, not only catching that video and enjoying that, but just enjoying the, the national recognition that Sonic Boom uh, received. And, of course, they'll be in the Honda Battle of the Bands and stuff uh, uh, soon. Uh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, and back to the topic at hand, the Lady Tigers women's basketball team. Coach Tamika Reed doing an excellent job. So let's talk about her staff. I think I was kind of – her staff is underrated, not talked about a lot, but I mean, what do you guys think about her adding, you know, guys like, and, and ladies like uh, Juanita Ward and guys like Richard Bradley. These are some, some players who, you know, some former players who did great things while they were playing. They were, you know, legends in the, you know, 
Central Florida, right, in the JPS right. area. I, uh, just uh, Juanita Ward, for example. We're talking about a three-time Dandy Dozen. McDonald's All-American her senior year. She was nominated for the Naismith National Player of the Year. She was Mississippi Gatorade Player of the Year. Two-time Parade All-American. Nominated for the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. JUCO National Champion. Played in the Big East at Syracuse. And to top it all off, as if that wasn't enough, she played in the WNBA. So we're talking about an assistant coach on the swag level. That is impressive for a, a person like that, you know, to go in your living room, right? If you're, we're talking about recruiting and, and your assistant coach has that resume, uh, I think, uh, you know, that's special. So what do you guys think about just the, the staff she's assembled? Well, I love it. I think it's a, it's, it's a testament, you know, to, to Coach Reed. Uh, because what what you have a lot of times in sports, particularly with with new head coaches, uh, they don't necessarily identify a staff that could replace them, mm-hmm. uh, a staff that would be a threat to them, uh, a staff mm-hmm. a staff that that has a resume just as big or bigger than them. But mm-hmm. uh, what Coach Reed has clearly done is said, "Hey, this is not about me and my worry about my job." My job is secure if we're winning. Let me assemble a staff that can help me win. And she's gone out and, and recruited assistant coaches that arguably could be head coaches mm-hmm. in the SWAC or bigger or bigger uh, conferences. Indeed. And right. she allows them to do their job. You, when you, if you go to the games, her assistants, you know, uh, not doing ball play, but her assistants during timeouts are just as vocal and engaged with the, with the student athletes as she is. That's, it, that's, that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah, and and to me, I I think it speaks to again to the lineage of 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 their mentors. Uh, uh, Juanita Ward uh, playing at uh, Callaway with a uh, coach Maxine Johnson, and and they're winning ways over there. But I mean, you're talking about uh, <laughs> a who's who, if you will, mm-hmm. of JPS coaches, and they're on the staff at, at Jackson State, and not only. Uh, Juanita Ward, but you got Don Brown up at UAPB, mm-hmm. who was also a part of those Maxine Johnson uh, teams at Callaway. So, I mean, I, I think it's just, like you mentioned, uh, Chris, just a, a testament uh, to having that sort of uh, experience and character and and winning on your bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and as we mentioned uh, earlier, it's also a testament to just having coaches who are familiar with with Jackson. You know, they're, they're Jackson natives, so they are familiar with the culture here. They know how. Jackson State operates, even though they might not have went to Jackson State. Of course, of course, the Henry did, Richard Bradley did, but mm, with Nita Ward, right. Tamika Reed, they understand Jackson State because Jackson State reaches, it has, we leave an impact on the entire Jackson area. So even people who go off to school elsewhere, they still have a little Jackson in their hearts, in, <laughs> no in their minds. They, yeah. they know because they, they, they play ball at the AAC. They used to go to the JSU football game. So yeah. in a way, they're, 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 st- they're still Jacksonians. And so they they've been living this their whole life. So they understand uh, what the culture is. They they know what our expectations are as fans. You know they had cousins, aunts, and uncles. They went to JSU. And they know the stories and everything. So um, it, it it just it's it's really good to have them here and also have have to have coaches in waiting. You got to have that because mm. uh, of course if we know if if Coach Reed and this program continues to excel, they continue to do great things. Um, other programs are going to take notice. So you always want to have other coaches who could step in, you know, in the um, in, in a moment's notice to to, to continue the, the success with the program. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Well said. Agre- 
Agreed. And with those names being so familiar just in the, in the Jackson area, that creates, again, additional fan base. So we're talking about head coach from the area, recruiting players uh, from the area. Uh, and we're talking about assistant coaches with, with big names in the area and then just, you know, putting together a winning brand. So all that adds to, you know, attendance and excitement within the, the AAC. And, uh, you know, nearly I know you're there pretty much every game. So yes. what's the atmosphere like? Well, you know, to, to put in the, the context, I, I probably had to start, uh, and this is, you know, just historical as not to, to belittle or anything. Uh, I have to start with what the at- atmosphere used to be like. Okay. Uh, and mm-hmm. there used to be an atmosphere that even when the men's team was riding at an all-time high, I mean, I'm going back to, you know, Lindsey Hunter days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, attending the girls game was just so you could get a good seat for the boys. <laughs> right. <laughs> you didn't go out of your way to go to the girls game. You just mm-hmm. go into the boys game early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and well, that's a great and point. That took place, you know, over different coaches. Uh, but what I think what you see now, particularly even it started last year with our first year and, 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 let me give a, a lot of credit to the game time atmosphere to, to A.D. Ashley Robinson, who has done mm. a phenomenal job, uh, whether it's dimming the lights during play introductions, having inflatable where they can come out of, having a DJ in the mm-hmm. game, you know, whatever, all the things he's done, including moving the student section behind the visitor's bench. Uh, because, you know, the goal of, a, of having a home game is to make it rough on the visitors. You know, and so you want the noise by so the DJ and the student section are over by the visitors team now. Just little things like that have added, but but to directly answer your question, the women's game now is well attended and exciting. And I would even say uh that there is a drop off, if not mm-hmm. in attendance, because I'm not gonna mm-hmm. I'm not I don't wanna say that you have people leaving when the boys get mm-hmm. hard, but you don't have the electricity in the crowd mm-hmm. that you and hmm. I would say just hmm. as much as this 6-0 and in conference play is historical in nature, never been done, the women's game atmosphere and excitement is also a never been done before. Wow. wow. Because mm-hmm. people are there. They're engaged. They know the players by names. They're cheering for the players. The DJ is going. The crowd is, you know, chanting defense. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. it is what you would expect in a men's game atmosphere, but you're getting that with, with the women's sport now. So let me just add this in because uh, and, and Chris is being a very modest, not only is he a, a, a stakeholder, a season ticket holder, he is one of the best hecklers in the country. <laughs> 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 you talk about I love standing by him because I mean, he, he gives it to not just uh, a with the opposing team, man. He, Chuck, he, I, Chuck, since you opened the door, I, I will I will say that since the inception of courtside seats, you know, I have had the same, you know, three seats. So this is 10 or 12 years. And I chose, I choose those seats. They're right by between the timeline and the, and the free throw line. And uh, so sidelines out of bounds plays or, or when they're shooting free throws, they got to be right in front of my chair. And uh, I love making the visitor team not feel too happy about playing in the <laughs> <laughs> Not feel welcome. Yeah, they don't feel yeah. welcome. I, and I, I love I love looking at the at the at the roster and calling them by name mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. getting their attention, you know, and then letting them have it, you know. Like, <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> he is truly a home court advantage, man. I kid you not. I mean, that's what we need because you know you don't see that in a lot of you know swag or just HBCU just in general. You don't you, you don't see that. So uh, that that's huge. I love it, man. I love it. I have to sit by you next time. Yeah, man. You you are you are more more than welcome. Uh, but it, it's it's a phenomenal change mm-hmm. in, in the culture as it relates to women's athletics, particularly uh, women's basketball team. You know the uh, the attendance is up. You know, the games on Mondays, you know, start at 530. So there's a little lag because people are coming directly from work. Uh, but but the days of getting there with three or four minutes left in the girls game, just because you're trying to get there for warm ups of the boys game, that that the read era has changed that that is no mm-hmm. longer the case. Uh, you go to a yeah. to a to a Lady Tigers basketball game, uh, you can no longer hear the ball bounce. Mm. Uh, you know, there used to be a time when you're sitting in the gym and they're bringing the ball up the floor, and that's literally you can hear the ball bouncing. Uh, and 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 what has happened is there's excitement, there's crowd noise, there's there's uh, vocal coaching. You know, coming. I you know, you can be sitting in the furthest point in the gym from Coach Reed, and you're gonna hear her giving out. You can hear or motivation. Yes, that's her. She's an engaged coach, and she has their has their attention and you know attaching to what y'all were saying earlier by recruitment building a roster you know around what what she needs programmatically uh not just <clears throat> excuse me not just taking uh players for whatever rhyme and reason but making sure they fit into a, a system and i think one thing that you've seen this year is, is even a uh, uh addition by subtraction as it relates to players minutes you know last mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. year her first year or uh, even before she was coached, uh, you know, Mo Hamer uh, mm-hmm. was, was, you know, just to go to the team. And, and so went Mo, so goes the team. And that includes times uh, when Mo may have been pouting a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which, mm-hmm. which young people do. And, and right. you have right. a coach who has a, a system uh, that is, that's built on encouraging players, but also holding players accountable. And right. Coach Reed, you know, uh, doesn't hesitate to sit the best players on the team when they're not doing what the team team needs them to do. And and you don't find, and that's, and that's a coach. I think that's a coach Jackson lesson, you know, from her, mm-hmm. from her day. You don't find a lot of coaches who do that. They will leave the star player on the floor, no matter what's happening. Uh, but she right. is building a true organization and infrastructure. Well, if tonight is not your night, uh, because you're just having an off night or tonight is not your night because you're getting into it the refs or another player, or tonight is not your night because you're not doing what I asked you to do. I don't care if it's the one through the five. She will pull them out the game and, and put another one in uh, in a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing is she just got those those ladies to buy in. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that she's pulling them or, or whatever the case may be, I think it's, it's just a lot of team camaraderie and they have bought in whatever she's selling, they are buying and it's working. And you can tell in those post-game press conferences – when when she brings a player out to that podium, when they speak, they are literally echoing the things that she's already said or she's gonna say. Mm-hmm. And as they're talking, you can just see Coach Reed just shaking her head, yes, in agreeing. So they sound like you know coaches in waiting themselves because you know again they just bought into to what she said. So it, it, again, we just, here's one thing that I found, and and I'm I'm gonna attribute it uh, to to her coaching and her team as well. I do a little uh, uh, coaching for high school football. And and one thing that I have learned about this this gen, this current generation of young athletes, you know, mm-hmm. age fifteen to twenty one, so high school to college age, uh, we came up in an era of playing sports where uh, you just did what the coach said, no questions asked. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we, well, we now have a dynamic of athlete uh, because, you know, athletes come from society. So this is a societal thing that young yeah. people have to understand why you're telling them to do something. Right. That's true. Right. You, you know, That's definitely a change. When, when we grew up watching that, that first karate kid, you went out there to paint the fence. You didn't know you were learning, you know, blocking. You went out to right. the car. You didn't know you were learning, you know, blocking. Well, now you have to instruct kids like this is what I'm telling you to do. And this is why I am why to do it. And when they know and understand the why they mm-hmm. buy in. Uh, and I think she's hey. done a great job in getting them to understand the why, why we're doing this at practice, why this is important. You like winning. You want to be a championship. You don't want to come up short. Like, so we have to do these little things all season long. And and I think it's, it's, a, it's great that, you know, she's been able to adjust because she comes from an era where it wasn't like that. Oh no. So when you, when you get, you know, coaches, some coaches mm-hmm. or, or even, you know, business owners, I've seen that as well in business yeah. who come from that era they're set in their ways and they have a hard time adjusting to the millennials or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but for her to recognize that and, and make that change, that's huge. I will, because I will defer it's, it's to because he was a MERS student, but I would find it hard to believe that Coach Jackson told anybody why. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said, dude, and believe. he just did it. No, no. He just did it. What about, what about Jordan? That, that same thing. <laughs> more. Yeah, more. <laughs> or, or even on the, on, the, on the men's side, Billups over at. at uh, oh, no. no. Oh, no. You want to question the Billups. Hey, I, I would do what Billups said sitting in the stands, yeah. and I wasn't even on the team. I know. <laughs> <laughs> to, to your point, in terms of talking about the buy in, I mean, the statistics bear it out. I mean, Jackson State right now, they're, they're second uh, in the uh, swag in terms of offense. They're number one in defense. Uh, you have Marnisha Hamer. She's one of the top scorers in the league. Uh, and then you have Deja Rogan. Uh, yeah, she's come on. So you got 13 or 12 points uh, out there on the floor. And then you have uh, – we talked about Amisha Williams in terms of what she's been able to do defensively. She leads the league in blocks. Uh, you also have uh, Kaiser Luckett. Uh, she is one of the top players in the league in assists. So there is buy-in up and down the roster, and it's it's a really fun watch. It's a really fun watch to watch this team. Absolutely. And, and speaking of it just being a fun watch and kind of going back to the atmosphere, how big was it for us to, to host Mississippi State? And before you answer that, I just want to continue to give kudos to, to Coach Reed because – she pulled that game off. She's responsible for being, you know, for, for getting that game and getting them to come to not only Jackson, but to come to Jackson State University. So how huge was that for our, our program and our university? As a season ticket holder and, you know, friend of the program, it, I, it, there are no words to say how huge that was. And, and this is not an issue of, you know, somebody's ice being cold or grass being greener. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is, again, an issue of, of exposure and opening our campus. And, and and letting people in Metro Jackson see what a jewel we really have in West Jackson and 1400 Lynch Street. Because as you alluded to, man, that game could have easily been played at the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right, it yeah. wasn't. Right. It, was, it was played at the AC. Uh, it, it was well-received. Cars all the way up past, you know, the old site where Blackburn Junior High used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, were, there were no issues with coming and going into the arena. Uh, it was packed, you know, pregame. Uh, people stayed around postgame taking pictures. And, uh, you know, uh, John Taylor and Cynthia Oliver Taylor's daughter, you know, plays. they both were at Jackson State. Cynthia ran track yes. and John yeah. played basketball team. And their daughter was playing uh, point guard that night for Mississippi State. So uh, there was even though 
the Tigers of JSU, Lady Tigers wanted to win that game, there was still just, you know, some support for her uh, because you saw two JSU graduates, you know, have a, a, a child that's starting for Mississippi State at point. So mm-hmm. uh, it was just a good atmosphere, a good look. I would expect, you know, that this is going to replicate, that what, what mm-hmm. Tamika d- brings in her coaching relationships, uh, A.D. Robinson brings in his A.D. relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think you will have, you know, other D1 pro agree to come to the AEC to play. Hey, hey guys, put put it in perspective. How how many times have we seen a Final Four team come to an HBCU? I, I thought it was just huge. You won't see it a lot. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. A top 10 SEC program coming to an HBCU. Right. Unheard of. It's unheard of. Unheard of. So and and coming up this weekend, we you know we're talking about that atmosphere and electricity. We de- we definitely hope to have that electricity when we play Grambling. Mm-hmm. Mike, tell us why. Hey, on Saturday, January twenty fifth, Jackson State University and the JSU Division of Athletics will be hosting a high school night for high school students. So that means students eighteen and under will have free general admission. That's right, students eighteen and under can come in, watch the JSU men and women's basketball team square off against Grambling. Hopefully this team will show up. <laughs> Lady, the, um, none of this. Ladies will tip off at 3 p.m. Um, if you have a niece, nephew, cousin, neighbor that would love to get out and watch the game, this will be a perfect time to come out, have them come out and root for the Tigers, the JSU Tigers, that is. So uh, visit right. www.gojsutigers.com for more information. That's right. Make that clear. We're talking about the Jackson State Tigers. There'll yeah. be two Tigers in the building. Uh, so, of course, next up we have the, the Grambling Tigers, 2-15 and 15 Grambling Tigers, then on the road versus 1-15 Mississippi Valley, then back home against 3-12 and 12 Pine Bluff. So, you know, as a fan, it's easy to say, oh, we have an easy schedule coming up. I know uh, no. Coach, Reed is the, Coach Reed is not preaching that message to her, to her team. But uh, how many do you think we can we can win in a row and, and without getting ahead of ourselves, obviously? But you know, we want to take it one one game at a time. But how many do you think we can win in a, in a row? And how important important is it to not take those games lightly? Well, well yeah, uh, the the past two games that we had were tough, and I think that there were moments we we kind of played down to our competition, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we learned we learned some lessons. So I don't expect that to be replicated against uh, Grambling and, and Valley. Uh, and you know, Valley is uh, a rival of sorts in, in our sports programs now because of our AD's history there, our president's history there. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's the kind of game that that they're up for. And I think Coach Reed will have the have the ladies, you know, focused on hey, don't get ahead, don't look at their record. These are college athletes, and and they practice and they can score just like you can. So don't go to sleep at the wheel less one game at a time, this thing. But as it relates to what we can potentially do, the table is, is kind of set for uh, us to have an undefeated, you know, regular season conference. Uh, mm-hmm. Because here's, here's what I want you guys to consider, man. We're sitting here, you know, 6-0, and right? Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. haven't played a perfect game yet. Right. You know, look, right. look, at, Very true. look, look at our free throws. Mm-hmm. You know, look at sometimes we go to sleep on rebounders and you're not getting that butt to gut, as Coach Reed likes to call them, blocking out. You know, if 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 we, if the Lady Tigers can can string those four quarters in a way, uh, in a row uh, and and clean up some of these little things that we're doing, and th- this this team can can not only 
go all the way, but go all the way undefeated. And I and I know she doesn't like talking about that, and that's not the goal. Right. Right. That's the potential. That's the potential. And, and you know, I, I think the dynamic in the slack, and I, and and I think we've seen it historically is those Monday night games. Those are the ones you have to be uh, cautious about uh, for whatever reason. Uh, we've seen uh, within this conference, both men and women, that those upset nights tend to be on Monday night. So those are things to kind of keep an eye out for. But I, I think Coach Reed said it in, 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 in the press conference that, you know, they're always assessing their weaknesses, always working on their weaknesses. And to me, as a fan, that gives me a, a lot of confidence moving forward in terms of, you know, cleaning up uh, the mistakes that you make each game. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, going in, you know, going into Grambling, uh, this is life without Shakila Hill. Uh, they've been, they've been down honestly this past year. Uh, they have a young lady, Constance Paramore. She can she can put the ball in the hoop, but it's been a down year for Grambling. Uh, Mississippi Valley, uh, Chris, you alluded to it. Uh, they are a rival of sorts, so you have to always be careful with them. Uh, but you know, you got an opportunity to kind of string some victories in a, in a row uh, before you do that Texas two step, and you know, you go up against this tough Texas Southern team and, and Prairie View team again. Yeah, and and that that Texas swing. They're going to be gunning for us. Oh, yeah. They're they're going to be gunning for us. You know, Chuck, when you mentioned Hill from Grambling, let me attach that back to my mouth courtside. When I I tell you in in the 10 to 12 years I've been sitting courtside, that if there's ever been a, a male athlete or female athlete that has given it right back to me, I t- look, look, she gave it. She gave it right back to me so much that night. I went on Instagram and, and Paula Hood just it had to just shout her out and see him like, "Hey, I wish you the best. I'm looking forward to your graduation." <laughs> because she she can ball and talk at the same time. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, that is that's funny. That's funny. Uh, but there you have it, Lady Tigers, led by Coach Tamika Reed, uh, expecting some great things out of this team going forward. So, you know, be sure to go out and support them, give them your all. Uh, they need it. They deserve it. They've earned it. So let's, you know, show our Tiger pride and go out there and support them. And obviously the men, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll do a show on the men as well. But as the old saying goes, ladies first. So we had to start there. <laughs> Actually, I, I spoke with our Coach Reed earlier today. We talked about the podcast, and I told her she had an open invitation to come on and join us. I said, I know you're in the middle of a busy season, so, you know, whenever you get time, even if that's in the, in the off season, she said, hey, just let me know. So, uh, you know, hopefully soon we'll have Coach Reed to talk about her Ooh. team and tell us some exciting stuff about the JSU Lady Tigers. But that'll do it for episode number two of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, leave comments, leave questions, and we'll try to get to as many as we can on air and read those questions and comments. Everyone, be sure to follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook. As I said, I can't stress the importance enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you subscribing, rating, reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know we're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast, everywhere. And we'll be posting each episode on Facebook. So make sure you check it out and share it with the world. So until next time, go Tigers. See how
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.